0: This is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. And we're back, ML Sports Platter, all over the major platforms. Go ahead and download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. All that stuff does help spread the word about the show. We're brought to you by Stanley Law Offices, the Vince Aguera Consulting Group, Camillus Golf Club, and Matt Graham, your state farm agent. Get a free rate quote today from Matt. If you're in and around the great state of New York, Central New York, etc., ask about the rate drop, ask about the better deal that you might be able to get from Matt Graham at State Farm. He's doing it for me each and every day, and I'm super happy to be on Matt's side. Syracuseinsuranceagent.com. Get a free rate quote today. Home, auto, business, life, you name it. Matt Graham with State Farm. Every possible policy you could imagine with Matt Graham of State Farm. Okay, so we are fast approaching uh, NFL playoffs, uh, and, you know, this year just blew by um, the sports calendar goes just as fast, I think, as the life calendar here, right? So um, what I'm going to do is every week, obviously everybody knows that I, you know, do during the NFL season, I do a recap of the week that was and a preview of the week upcoming. So I'm going to lump them in together for this particular episode. I'm going to rip through the Week 18 games really, really fast, kind of give some thoughts of the offseason for some teams, uh, you know, what's next for some franchises and all the rest. And then I'll just go right into previewing, you know, super wild card weekend, which would it should just be unbelievable. I mean, these matchups are incredible. Uh, I'll break them down, storylines, et cetera. Uh, let's go back, though, just real quick. Again, about 10, 15 minutes on week 18. Chiefs uh, on Saturday went in and beat Denver. Only the Broncos, right, man? I mean, really, only the Broncos. They had a lead at halftime. They had a lead after three. They looked like they were in firm control. And then, bam, boom fumble. And all the way back, right, all the way back, go to the Kansas City Chiefs for that touchdown, completely and utterly flipped the game upside down. That fumble recovery was 86 yards. It was just a horrible error by Denver. Um, Nick Bolton picked it up and and ran 86 yards, and that was that, right? Um, And and if you know how the play kind of happened, it it was kind of a blow-up play, uh, you know, to a certain extent. Melvin Ingram the third had come in uh, just right, right in the backyard of Kansas city of, uh, of De- of, uh, of Denver. And, uh, I'll tell you what, I mean, it was just a great blitz. He got past Noah Fant untouched and he blew up the play and drew lock, handed the ball to Melvin Gordon. And that was it. He fumbles and goodbye Bolton and the Kansas city chiefs got a, a, a huge win on the road to cap it. By the way, I love, 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 <laughs> The last week of the NFL season, there's so much drama, so many storylines, playoff positioning, divisions on the line, home field advantage sometimes on the line, and divisional games to boot. I mean, every single team in Week 18, it's genius by the NFL. I I don't like the 17th game, 18th week, but, um, you know, it it, it is genius. I mean, the NFL, every single team plays a division rival um, or a division foe, uh, if you will, in the final game, so... Uh, It's awesome. Patrick Mahomes was very uh, good when he had to be uh, in this game. And uh, Kansas City, I think, heading into the postseason, really on a high note uh, as a two-seed. I I think right now they're the favorite to go back to the Super Bowl yet again. They're just playing really, really good football. They have been. uh, They were left for dead by many. Uh, It's why you can't just leave anything for dead, you know, a third of the way or halfway through a season. you got to play it out. Uh, This team has 12 wins. I mean, that's, you know, good grief. For a team that was left for dead, and, oh, by the way, they have probably still the best quarterback in the world. Uh, they've got the best overall offense in the world, you know, maybe with Green Bay. Um, this team's complete, and that defense has caught fire, and that's why the Kansas City Chiefs really have become a 12-win team, in my opinion. Uh, the Cowboys ripped the Eagles 51-26. This game was not even close. Uh, it was 30-17 at the half, but it felt like it was 60-17. to Dak Prescott. I mean, <clears throat> let's talk about the efficiency of Dak Prescott. And look, I know that the Eagles had a lot of guys <clears throat> who they sat because of the Corona, so that they could have them up and ready for the last, uh, you know, for the playoffs here, um, because they weren't really going to improve anything. They finished the year at nine and eight. They're going to the postseason, uh, but it was Dak Prescott. I mean, he was really, really good, and he was really confident. And he spoke up after the game. And you could tell that he had a little bit of swagger after this game. I mean, this game meant something to him. Dallas finishes 12-5. and five. It didn't feel like 12-5, and five, did it? It didn't to me. Dak goes 21-27 to 27 for 295 yards and five touchdowns. They get 87 yards out of Elliott on the ground. The, the Cowboy receivers continue to perform extremely well. Uh, Wilson is terrific. In fact, when you talk about best offenses in the NFL, maybe you start talking about Dallas here, right? Maybe Maybe they're in the upper echelon. If they can go out and provide both sides of the football together the way they did against Philly and the way they have multiple times this season in the 12-win campaign. Dallas is a legitimate threat to go to the Super Bowl. Here's the problem. This is a big problem. They have Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy is a horrible in-game strategist, horrible game manager. Uh, Timeouts burn galore. Uh, We've seen that act before. To me, Mike McCarthy is the X factor for the Cowboys getting in the Super Bowl. Is he going to be the guy who does not burn those timeouts, who does not have bad challenges, who doesn't have bad game in-game situations, right? Who doesn't milk the clock, um, you know, when you're supposed to be hurrying up at the end of a half? Things of those, things of that nature. I don't know. I don't trust him. That's why I don't trust Dallas. But for one day, if you're a Cowboy fan, they had to feel pretty good. You know, everything worked. Everything worked. Uh, Beat a division rival, you get 12 wins, you win the division, and off you go to the postseason, although they've got a tough game with San Fran. We'll get to that uh, in a few minutes. Browns over the Bengals, 21-16. Not a lot to report here. Uh, Bengals didn't have Mixon, didn't have Burrow. Um, You know, So I expected this game to go Cleveland's way. They were home. Uh, No Baker in this game, but but I thought that they had more uh, than Cincy in terms of skill players uh, across the board. Uh the Detroit Lions beat the Packers uh 37 to 30 in what was kind of a shocker uh on the day. Um Aaron Rodgers wanted to start in this game. He did, but then he was relieved by Jordan Love, who was horrific. Uh two interceptions. And you know what you got a quick glance of, right? <clears throat> you got a glance of wow, this is who the Packers could be without Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, you can talk about all the off-season drama. You can say Rodgers is a diva. <clears throat> you know, you can yell and scream about. That's fine. But Jordan Love stinks, and he's super young. And could you imagine if the Packers had traded Aaron Rodgers? They wouldn't be thirteen and four. I'll tell you that. They'd probably be more like, you know, a six-win team, if that. Yeah, they got Devontae Adams. They have AJ Dillon. They have Aaron Jones. They've got Alan Lazard. They've got a really good stout defense this year that's overcome a bunch of injuries. But Aaron Rodgers, man, <clears throat> it starts and ends with these tremendous, tremendous, tremendous quarterbacks. And Aaron Rodgers is a, literally a, you know, he's like a, 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 a 5, 6, seven, eight win difference in a particular season. So that's all that was going through my head. It was a nice moment for Detroit, though. You get Dan Campbell winning the game. I don't really believe in, you know, momentum going into the next year if you win in week 18, but the Lions have actually been playing hard for him all year. So maybe it's a season momentum going in for the Lions. They got to figure out the Jared Goff situation though. Holy smokes. I mean, <clears throat> you want to talk about needing a quarterback. The Vikings 31-17 winners over the Bears. Uh the Vikings 8 and 9 very disappointing season. Uh, right uh, after this, they had cleaned house. They fired Mike Zimmer as head coach, fired Rick Spielman as GM. Um, you know, a terrible year for the Bears as well. Both of these teams, what's next for these teams? The Vikings, I think what you need to figure out here, okay, and you're stuck with Kirk Cousins here, that it was a horrible contract. But you got to go and get somebody who can kind of bring a winner's mentality in and in an aggressive mentality. Look, I know a lot of people hated hate on Brandon Staley for going for all those fourth downs this year for the Chargers but at least he has a winner's mindset. He has an aggressive nature. He's also a guru uh, in terms of the offensive side of the football. He knows both. But, you know, maybe they need to go out and get somebody like that. I'm not saying a guy who's going to go for it on fourth and one from your own 18, but somebody who's got some kind of a mindset, somebody who's got some kind of a goal, you know, somebody who's got some kind of an offensive pedigree. Because this Viking thing ain't working, and they can't keep missing the postseason. <clears throat> you can't miss the postseason when you've got Delvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. You have a number one running back, a number one wide receiver. The defense should be better with a defensive coach and Mike Zimmer, but it wasn't. It was horrendous, and I think it really held back the Vikings this year. That's what they need, I think, moving forward. Again, this Viking team isn't going to be a Super Bowl contender because they don't have an elite quarterback. They have Kirk Cousins who can get you to the dance. Once he's there, you don't trust him in the fourth quarter. They always lose. Um the Bears, you know what? If that double doink doesn't happen back in what was it, 2018, um, you know, are we sitting here now? They fire Ryan Pace, they fire Matt Nagy. Are we sitting here right now talking about the Bears the same way if that double doink goes in? I don't know. I mean, that team, even with Mitch Trubisky and company, they were primed and ready, <clears throat> you know, to reach the Super Bowl. That was a really good team, a really complete team, well coached. Um, I don't know. Now they're kind of in free for all again. They've got to go rebuild. If I'm the Bears, I got Justin Fields, I got to entice an offensive guy. I don't know if Jim Harbaugh would go there because it might take him three or four years to build that up. When he took over the 49ers, he had to build it up slightly. He goes to the Super Bowl instantly. Different deal there. Is that worth leaving Michigan? Maybe, maybe not. It's going to be up to him. Here's the thing. At Michigan, I think Jim Harbaugh got a quick taste of what's going on in college football. You made the college football playoff. You had a great year. You're a big-time historic program. You won, you won the Big Ten. You beat Ohio State. You, I mean, an unbelievable year. You finally get over the hump in so many ways. Guess what? You still are two miles behind Alabama and Georgia. You are. You can make the playoff. You can be one of the Final Four and yet still feel five galaxies away. And that's exactly where Cincinnati is. That's exactly where This year, Clemson was. That's exactly where a bunch of these teams are. That's where Oklahoma is. That's where all the Florida, that's where all these teams were all year long, right? Michigan, okay, Ohio State. Now, in particular years, you've got, you know, Ohio State, Clemson usually up there with Bama, Georgia, et cetera. This year, we had new blood. It felt good to have new blood in the college football playoff. You had uh, a Cincinnati team, a nice little story. You had a uh, Michigan team. Again, great story with Harbaugh and company. They really figured it out. They've got some NFL picks in the top five or 10 there. Uh really, really good stuff. Aiden Hutchinson's a monster on defense. But here's the thing: <clears throat> even if you can't get to the to the to the world that Georgia and Alabama are in, you know, do you keep trying to win Big Ten championships and keep trying to beat Ohio State, go to the college football playoff here and there and lose? And and maybe they'll sneak in and I'll be wrong, right? Like never say never, but 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 what gives you or me or anybody else the idea? That the SEC's powers are going to be caught anytime soon. Or if Clemson comes back next year right away and they're way at the top, or Ohio State, like those four programs all the time, but it's mostly been Bama. And now Georgia is seeping into it. Georgia's been out recruiting a lot of programs, right? They've been out recruiting a lot of programs. So I just think with Georgia, now, you know, are they going to stay up with Alabama for three, four, five, six years until Nick Saban is gone? And that's a whole other story for another day if if and when Nick Saban retires. You know, what happens to Alabama? But Jim Harbaugh's got to decide. Do I want to keep doing this at Michigan and be farther away from a national title than maybe I could be at winning a Super Bowl in the NFL? Now look, if you take over the Bears job, it might be harder to make the playoffs as the head coach of the Bears than to make the college football playoff uh, with Michigan. I don't know. But you've got Justin Fields. To me, the Bears have got a zero in on, and I know Sean Payton has mentioned he's not leaving New Orleans. But to me, you you, you zero in on Sean Payton. You zero in on Jim Harbaugh. Uh, If you can't get those guys, maybe you go the route of like a David Shaw. I know a lot of times college football, translating into the NFL, it's not exactly smooth. But maybe you go with a guy like David Shaw who's who's just got a complete football pedigree, and he's going to go out and hire the right coordinators you gotta have an offensive guy to go with Justin Fields. Kind of the similar situation with Buffalo. Brian Dable brought in go handle and work with Josh Allen. And they have for what? This is the fourth year. So maybe that's the direction you go here. But all I know is I want to see the Bears really good and I want to see the Vikings really good. Because they're you're chasing Aaron Rodgers. You've been chasing the Packers. You gotta get something fixed here in these two franchises. Without a doubt. Washington over the New York football Giants, 22-7. to seven, Just awful, awful, awful from the Giants again. Home fans, they had the bags over their head. Uh, they gave the fan base the idea, hey, we're going to fire Dave Gettleman to keep Joe Judge, the head coach. Then a couple days, kind of, you know, let that simmer. <clears throat> and then they fire Judge, right? Like, this team has no direction whatsoever. John Mara has to fix this thing, just like the Bears, just like the Vikings, but the Giants are way, way worse. In fact, many people think... They're the worst team in the NFL. They're 32 out of 32 on a lot of power rankings after Week 18. It's a sad, sad state of affairs. Now, listen, if you're a Giants fan and you're my age, you have four Super Bowl rings. You've beaten the Patriots twice. You beat my Bills in Super Bowl 25, right? You had that win in, in the 80s against the Broncos under Parcells. You need to fix this now. But if you're a Giants fan you're my age, you got to take the bad with the good. I'm sorry. And I know a lot of people came at me with, oh, Mr. Yankee fan talking to the- yeah, but here's the difference. I've said many times, while I don't like the Yankees the way they're currently constructed, uh, I have been spoiled in my entire lifetime. When you talk about five, ring, or five rings, you know, four and five years with the 90s Yankees, all the Hall of Famers, Jeter, Rivera, Torrey, on and on it goes. I've been spoiled across the board. 100-win seasons, star players in the playoffs every year, uh, a ton of ALCSs, seven pennants. I know what I've seen and gotten. I know overall I have been spoiled, and I've also said that. While I can't stand the way Brian Cashman constructs them, now both, by the way, can apply. The Giants need a structure, culture, ethos, teamwork, stability—all those things rolled into one change. I think there are a couple guys out there who can bring that to the table, but I don't think they want to leave the comfort of the booth and, and and you know in the studio. And and their comfy, soft chairs. Tony Dungy, Bill Cowher, <clears throat> you know, to me, are just perfect fits here uh, because Dungy, I mean, look, I don't think you, you can go out in the NFL if you are the Vikings or the Bears or the Giants and you're looking to kind of, you got to make a quick turn and you got to fix this thing very fast. I don't think you can play around with maybe, and I mentioned the college coach, maybe you can't play around with that and take the risk there because if you fail on it, you know, like what's happening in Carolina with Matt Rule, <clears throat> if you fail on it, now we're in a three, four, five-year thing here again, right? And again, elite quarterbacks, they don't grow on trees, but I'm just thinking to myself, hey, what do we have here? We, we, we've we got a situation where we, we cannot wait three, four, five. This is not a five-year fix. The NFL doesn't work like that. It's a two- to three-year fix. You can go from Thirteen and four to four and thirteen. You can go from twelve and five to five and twelve in a heartbeat. You can, you know, miss the playoffs one year and then go to the conference championship game uh the next year. That's just that's just how it works. Look at how different of a team the Bills were for the majority of the year this year than last, right? Just look at that. Um, you know, they took a step back. They lost uh, they 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 won two less games. Um, they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, last year's team beats them by twenty-one, maybe at that point. So, um, it, things change. I don't know. I think you need something serious here. I think you need major experience in in the game, um, but you need smarts behind it. You need you need you know some brains behind the business here. And I think that's where the Giants should go. I think they should get an established big time head coach who's going to come in, change the thinking, change the culture, change a ton of things. <clears throat> you know, and 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 build this thing right. Hire the proper coordinators, uh, and go. You know, and also a guy who knows how to draft, right? And I'm not saying it's easy. You know, almost as hard as getting an elite quarterback is getting the right head coach sometimes, right? Uh, Jaguars beat the Colts 26-11. to 11. Oh, my goodness, the Colts blow a chance at the postseason, losing to the Jaguars. Just a really disappointing year for Indianapolis. They were called a juggernaut some weeks back, huh? Remember that? And the Colts missed the postseason. This is a team that went into Buffalo and blew them out. This is a team that a lot of people had anointed as the watch-out team. Oh, it's a team you don't want to play in the playoffs. You don't, Well, they're not going, so you have to worry about them. And Carson Wentz was dreadful. Carson Wentz, they're stuck with. They've got to figure that situation out. I'm telling you, man, the Colts, physical, running game. They travel in the postseason. uh, Don't have a quarterback. (laughs) Sorry. You know, you got everything else. It's another roster, just like Cleveland, just like Denver. Don't have a quarterback. And again, I'm not saying it's easy to find an elite quarterback through the years. It's not easy to find Breeze, Peyton. Not easy to find Big Ben. It's not easy to find Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. I get it. but good lord that should have been a playoff team this year Carson Wentz held him back once again Steelers 16-13 over the Ravens they're awaiting the Sunday night uh, finish and the Steelers are a playoff team Big Ben will get one more shot nice win for them going into Baltimore you know Baltimore at this point with this year I wouldn't run back the tape I wouldn't try to break this thing down you lost too many people that's it you got injured Corona you got to go have a really good draft they have a smart front office there Go out and get more pieces. Build around Lamar. You need another lineman. you got to shore up the defense a little bit, especially in the secondary and the pass rush. Baltimore, just throw this season away. It was an injury year. It was a corona year. You were in a ton of games. You just happened to have an 8-9 and nine record. John Harbaugh is a really great coach. Keep the ball rolling. Stay focused. Stay hungry. Stay humble. And, um, you know, get people back next year and, and start rolling again. Titans going to uh, Houston and win 28-25. 20 Not a lot. Uh, to report here, other than the Titans winning uh, the top seed with that win, the Titans are very formidable. Obviously, they're 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 a really good, solid team at home. Uh, this is a team that is going to get Derrick Henry back. They've got AJ Brown back. That defense is wicked, uh, ferocious. Uh, and you know what? It, you look Ryan Tannehill. <clears throat> the, all the Titans do is win, 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 no matter what. I've said that them and Vrabel. All they do is win every single freaking year. Here's the thing, Tannehill. I don't know if he can win him a Super Bowl. I think he can get them there with everybody else participating uh, and him being a game manager. In certain aspects there are situations where a guy can do that, but it's not happening in Denver, it's not happening in Cleveland, it's not happening in Indianapolis. Um you know, <clears throat> I think it could happen for the Titans getting there. I don't know if they can win it. But this Titans team uh is certainly a team that can go, you know, and make the Super Bowl. There's no doubt. Saints beat the Falcons 30-20. to 20. Um, The Saints were waiting to see if they were going to get in. They needed a 49ers loss. That didn't happen. The 49ers won more on them in a minute. Um, but I think 9-8 this year, wow. I mean, the Saints, I mean, one win away from, you know, the postseason and, and having a shot in the last week with that roster, <clears throat> pretty good. The Bills, again, they struggled for a while. I mean, they were in a kind of a nip and tuck with the Jets, uh, it didn't feel like the Jets were going to win the game, but yet they were still in the game. Uh, this was a three-point game after three quarters, and then the Bills really, really, really uh, put it on the Jets, 27-10, Use some of that running game. Uh, Josh Allen uh, in this game was actually, I thought, you know, he threw it 45 times, but he didn't throw an interception. He didn't fumble the football. The offensive line was really, really good. And they're complementing that passing game with with the running attack, right? I mean, Josh Allen still had over 300 yards in this football game from scrimmage with two throwing touchdowns. Uh, You know, and then they balance it with the likes of Devin Singletary. And we know, you know, Stephon Diggs at any moment is unstoppable. What a catch he made, uh, tiptoeing along the end zone there. Um, You know, nine catches for 81 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Dawson Knox got in the the, the game a little bit here. Gabe Davis with a few nice catches. Uh, Although Gabe Davis uh, was targeted plenty, but didn't pull a lot down. Uh, I'm really hoping that he's an X factor against the New England Patriots. I think he could be, Uh, you know, and then the bills defense got after it, man. Nine sacks for the bills defense, Jerry Hughes, Epinesa, Basham, Milano, one and a half sacks for Ed Oliver, two apiece for Mari Addison and Jordan Poyer. And by the way, The consistency of Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. You can talk all day long. Playmaking, leadership. The the production each and every week is remarkable. Best safety tandem in the NFL. Still don't get enough uh, credit. And you know what? The Bills, I think, are going in in a really, really good spot. The problem is they're facing the Patriots in the playoffs. It's the one game I didn't want only because of running the risk of the offseason. Could you imagine if the Bills do not win that game The nonsense you've got to deal with if you're a Bills fan all year. From Boston fans, chirping Patriot fans. um, We'll get to that game in a minute. But that's the one matchup I didn't want for that reason. But the Bills go in. You're home. You have Allen. You have a better roster. You know, you're going up against a rookie quarterback. You need to take care of business. That's the bottom line. And I know weather could play a factor again. I know the colder it is, the windier it is, the snowier it is. It favors New England. I get that. But no more excuses. And by the way... <clears throat> that game in Buffalo earlier this year where the Patriots only threw it three times and beat the Bills, I mean, Ram rotted them with a running game. I got news for you. The Bills threw the ball flawlessly in the fourth quarter against the win. That's the narrative. Coupled with the Bills didn't get it done in the red zone. That's why they lost that game. Period. 49ers beat the Rams 27-24. to The 49ers are playoff bound, and I think they're a scary team. I really do. I think Elijah Mitchell running it. There's no weapon in the NFL like Debo Samuel. You've got Jimmy Garoppolo playing at a high level. And by the way, is there anybody in the NFL right now better than, and that includes all the quarterbacks, <clears throat> better than Jimmy Garoppolo in the fourth quarter and in a two-minute situation? Jimmy Garoppolo, again, say what you want about him. All he does is win, win, win no matter what. This guy has been really, really good. And this 49er team, they're good on the road, right? They're 10-7 and seven this year. They've got an unbelievable defense that can get after the quarterback. They can create turnovers. You know the deal, man. This team, if you've watched them all year, I've seen quite a bit of the 49ers. And when you go ahead and you throw Fred Warner at people, you throw Eric Armstead at people, you throw Nick Bosa at people, I I, I don't want anything to do with the 49ers in the postseason. I really don't. How about the sacks for them? Five sacks against the L.A. Rams. Two and a half sacks for Eric Armstead. Half sack for Bosa. Half sack for Warner. Warner, every time you look up, 7, eight, 9, 10 tackles. Guy has been an absolute stud in the NFL since coming out of BYU in 2018. He's still super young. He was around 3 pick 70 overall for the 49ers. And he's turning into one of the best defensive players in the NFL. The 49ers are dangerous, man. They have a complete team. You've got a quarterback who thrives in the fourth quarter. You can run it. You can throw it. You can bring a ton of elements in motion. Defense gets after it. Watch out for San Fran. Dolphins beat the Patriots 33-24, to four, uh, 24. Uh, just an unbelievable uh, turnaround for Miami, 9-8, they were 1-7, and seven. and then what do they do, they fire their head coach and Brian Flores, I, I was stunned by that, I, certainly there was something going on tension-wise uh, in the building that we may not know about, uh, you do hear a lot about communication and... Um, You know, certain aspects of being a head coach that don't work from the Belichick disciple, um, you know, tree, right? If you're a Belichick disciple, if you hang from his tree, you know, you've heard that before with the likes of Matt Patricia. You've heard it with Charlie Weiss. You've heard it with uh, a lot of assistants who have tried to go out and get head coaching jobs. Is that the case with Brian Flores? But it just wasn't reported. Haven't read anything. Haven't heard anything. I try to listen to as many shows as I can and read as much as I can. Uh, talk to as many people on this program as I can as well who are way more inside the walls than I. But I'll tell you this that was unnecessary from my seat. Brian Flores did not deserve that. I know what everybody said. Oh, you're 0 6 against the Bills and didn't make the playoffs in three years and da da da. Well, they've really knocked on the door. They got to figure out the, the quarterback situation no matter who the head coach is. Uh, I just thought Brian Flores deserved another year. You know what? You give him another year and he regresses with the record next year. Okay. Maybe then you can him. But I don't know as if he's done enough for me. I mean, think about where the Dolphins have been, you know, before Flores took over. I mean, he he took them into a pot, into a situation where you're one win away for the last couple of years. One win. You're one turnover maybe away, which creates one more win, which creates a playoff berth. That's as close as the Dolphins are right now. You're not the Giants, you know. You're not the Jets. You're not the Panthers, you know. You're not the Houston Texans. You're not, you know. You're, you're, you're not any of those teams, you know. You're not the Washington football team, you know? You're closer than you think. You really are. And the Dolphins continue to be Dan Marino's team because that's all you think about with the Dolphins right now. Dan Marino, Dan Marino. Haven't haven't found the successor. Dan Marino, Dan, you know. I mean, my God, the Packers at least have found, you know, they they had Aaron, they went right into Aaron Rodgers. And a lot of teams would be fortunate to go from far to Rogers, Rodgers, right? But, you know, the Broncos even. Hey, Elway, oh, one went way, oh, Peyton Manning, boom, Super Bowl. You know, like, even the Bills right now, right? They have shades of the 90s because of Josh Allen. Just there's a feeling there because you have the quarterback, right? They got to figure that out, man. Period. End of discussion. Patriots, they drop down to the 6 from that, and uh, they play the Bills. We'll get to that game in a minute. A few more to go over here. Seahawks over the Cardinals, 38-30. to Great win. Great way to go out for Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. What do they do there? Uh, you know, moving forward in the draft, uh, the owner has – Already said, you know, behind the scenes here that Pete Carroll and um, Russell Wilson are going to be back. So they're going to try to run this thing back unless, you know, they're giving mixed signals to the NFL world and they do something like the Giants did. But right now it looks like everybody will be back. So Pete Carroll thinks that this team is really close to being a championship contender. I don't. I think that they need a lot more on defense. I think offensively they're fine. You know, you get Lockett back, Metcalf back. Rashad Penny has really caught fire at the end of the year. My God, he had 190 yards on 23 carries in this game and a touchdown. Let's see what Seattle does in the draft. They've got to really get that offensive line. That's, that's where it is. They've got to win up front more. They've got to figure out their, their, their offensive line situation and their defensive line situation uh, fast and furious. The Cardinals, I don't trust them in the playoffs. This team's been really wobbly. They started, what, 7-0? And since then they've gone four and six. I don't know, man. They just don't. Something's not clicking there, and it hasn't clicked in quite a while. I don't trust them in the playoffs. Buccaneers over the Panthers, forty-one to seventeen, just a total beatdown. Tom Brady, twenty-nine to thirty-seven for three hundred twenty-six yards and three touchdowns. And I know there's a lot of people out there who think it's not close, and Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. Uh-uh. I don't think. It, I, I don't think that it's, that it's that way. I don't think it's that you know that much of a blowout. Oh, it's not close. Rodgers in a runaway. You see what Tom Brady's doing, man, more yards, more completions. Like, And I know that the interception, you know, touchdown-INT ratio uh, is is otherworldly for Rodgers, but good grief. How is it, how is it not close that Rodgers is the MVP? Come on. It's got to be close with Brady. Uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor's out of the running because they didn't make the postseason. I, I would look strongly at even just consideration for guys like T.J. Watt, who, by the way, tied the single-season sack record. Um, you know, I, 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 I would, you know. One other game, oh my goodness. I mean, this game was wild. The Raiders over the Chargers, 35-32. Raiders prevent the Chargers from the postseason, and the Steelers sneak in the back door because of this win. They went to overtime, okay, and they were tied. This was a tie game, 29 apiece. They couldn't kneel it down, but in the spirit of competition, in the spirit of wanting to win the game, The Chargers had won, they were in. Raiders win and they're in, and and obviously the Chargers are out, and and, and then you have a situation where Pittsburgh sneaks in. Spirit of competition. Back and forth they went. Unbelievable fourth quarter. Unbelievable. Uh, Justin Herbert on fourth down and 21. That play was absolutely crazy. Uh, Multiple fourth fourth downs converted by the Chargers in this game. Obviously they went for it early uh, and often, as they have all year. They've stuck to that. Brandon Staley and company. This Charger team, though, man, you have Mike Williams, you have Austin Eckler, you have Keenan Allen, you have Corey Lindsley, you have Justin Herbert. Mm, man, I got to tell you, uh, I think you got to make the playoffs. Now, would I fire Brandon Staley? I wouldn't. Uh, maybe you got to get in his ear a little bit and say, "Hey, we're good with the aggressive nature. You know, we're good with the approach of of, of certain analytics in this in this uh, uh, with this team." But I think we got to have a little bit more, not conservative, but a little bit more smart decision-making. Uh, you know, hello, when we're inside our own freaking 20-yard line at 4th and 1 early in a game, you can't go for that, dude. You want to go for it on 4th and 2 from their 47? Have at it, man. Go for it 100 out of 100, right? Like, But you've got a team like this. They do need help. In I think linebacker could be a help. D-line, you know, look, you're led by Joey Bosa. You got Derwin James, you got Joey Bosa. You got a couple of cornerstone, big-time elite defenders there. I think that defense, you know, with the offense should have been good enough to get this team into the playoffs. I really do. Um, what happened to the Chargers? Some bad luck stuff. You were right there a lot of times. Uh, key turnovers here and there didn't help. Um You know, game management at times. There were just little things with the Chargers this year that prevented them, you know, from making the postseason. So that's Week 18 in the books. My game ball. Boy, who do I give my game ball? You know what? I'm going to give it to Jimmy Garoppolo. 23-32, 316 yards and a touchdown. Super confident in the fourth quarter. Incredible two-minute savvy. And uh, I'm going to give it to him. I think the 49ers are really dangerous, which brings me to... The Super Wild Card Weekend is what they're calling it, right? We've got games on uh, Saturday and on Sunday and, for the first time ever, a playoff game on Monday night. Stupid, stupid, stupid. But the NFL, every single time I say that, flip on the TV, ratings are through the roof. And, by the way, this Week 18 was unreal. I mean, 17-week season, I'm not a fan of it. I would rather have 16 games. They talk about player safety, and yet they add a game. They're going to add an 18th game eventually. But the last week in the NFL, whether it's week 17 or 18, boy, does it deliver. Every team plays a, a division foe or rival. There's a lot on the line for a ton of teams. There's jockeying for playoff position, movement across the board, home field advantage in some cases, division championships in some cases. I am just all in on the last week of the NFL. Let's preview Super Wild Card Weekend before I do that. Really appreciate Welch & Company Jewelers and their support of the program. Log on today to welchjewelers.com and shop the showcase. We're also brought to you in part by Brewton Ace Hardware, Barks & Rec Doggy Daycare, and Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. If you're in and around the Rochester area, get on over there. Uh, Rob and his staff are doing a great job. They've got amazing beers. You can get the, uh, the Crowlers, the Growlers, all of it there. And you can, uh, of course, go find them on Instagram and Facebook and shop online. As well. Quick preview of Super Wildcard Weekend. We start with the Saturday games. I'm going to take the uh, Bengals at home. I think this team's on fire right now. They're rested. Mixon and Burrow sat in Week 18. They're facing a Raider team that's pretty good. The Bengals have confidence. Remember, they went 4-0 against the Ravens and the Steelers this year. I'm going to take Cincinnati. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a shootout. 34-31 to in this game. Give me Cincinnati. Too much Mixon. Too much Chase. Too much Burrow. By the way... Sacha, you got to give him a chance. I don't care what happens in this game. The fact that he got the Raiders into the playoffs with all the garbage, all the nonsense with John Gruden, the disgusting situation with Henry Ruggs, all the other stuff that happened with the Raiders, he deserves a shot at running this thing back next year. I'm sorry. I would not go anywhere besides what you got in-house there. Patriots at the Bills. <sighs> this was the one game as a Bills fan I didn't want to see. Um, I know that the, the Chargers are high-powered offense. I realize that they can put up a ton of points. I realize that, oh, my God, Herbert, elite offense. But you know what? The Bills' defense is playing so well that I feel like they could neutralize a lot of that. I feel like they could get after Justin Herbert. That's a warm a warm football team, right? They play most of their games in California. I I, I just, or other warm-weather cities, you bring that team to Buffalo in, you know, what's it going to be? Two degrees, three degrees? It's gonna feel like it's under zero. Uh, there's gonna be some wind. There's gonna be some rain, maybe. There's gonna not rain. There's gonna be some snow. Uh, you know, probably right. I mean, these are frigid, unbelievable conditions. I mean, don't you take your chances a little bit more against the Chargers and a team like the Patriots that went in and ransacked you a few years, a few weeks ago, and Bill Belichick. I mean, listen. I understand it's a rookie quarterback, Mac Jones. I think the Bills have the advantage. I think the Bills are the better team. The Bills are at home. The Bills are favored. The Bills are a more complete team. I get it. The Bills should win this game. They need to win this game. There is no other option if you're the Buffalo Bills. You cannot have an offseason. After you are chasing the Chiefs, all of a sudden now people will say, now you're chasing the Patriots again. You can't have that. Rookie quarterback Mac Jones you're supposed to be the new, the new uh, top dog in the division. You won the division last year. You need to build consistency. You need to build some fear. Um, you know, I, I don't know. You, you can't lose this football game. And I just, it's the one game, as a Bills fan, I, I just didn't want to deal with. I mean, the anxiety, the stress this week, it's been real. I've been stressed out this week. I really have been. All week long, I've been freaking out about this game. Because I can't, as a Bills fan, stare that in the face losing to New England. I can't handle that. You know, my wife's family's from New England. I go, I go down to Massachusetts every year. I got to listen to that crap, right, for a whole week with the Patriots stuff. And they're not bad, but, but they'll bring it up. Somebody will bring it up. You know, just bringing it up is, even if you're not talking crap and you bring it up, you're talking crap indirectly, right? I mean, come on. You just bring it up. You know how I am, right? You know how people react to certain things. You know how I'm going to react to that. I can't have it. I cannot have the Patriots beat the Bills in this game. I can't. I, I, I got to have Buffalo. This is going to make or break my entire NFL offseason. It's going to make or break my entire weekend. The Bills have got to win this football game. I'm going to pick Buffalo 23-17. I think it's going to be a really stressful game. I think it's going to be really, really hard, um, you know, for the Bills to win. I think it's be hard for the Patriots to win. I think it's going to be a slugfest. This game comes down to three things for me. Well, you know, when you wrote both teams in, not necessarily three keys for each team, But three things overall. Number one, Bills' defense against Mac Jones. Can they get after him? Uh, Two, that is going to be a direct result from the Bills having an early lead. I think they need to get an early lead. Mac Jones, force him to throw the football, force him to win the game, uh, obviously, and and, and have the Patriots not run the game, uh, run the ball. And, and, and of course, it's going to be the Bill Belichick versus Josh Allen chess match. Uh, Can Josh Allen outwit Bill Belichick? He's got the weapons. He's got better players. He has a better line. Uh, He has more talent. The Bills are a better team from top to bottom. But the X factor is Belichick. It always is. It always will be as long as he's coaching. Uh, Obviously, no Tom Brady there. But goodness gracious, as long as he's on the sidelines, they have a chance. That's why this game worries me a lot. I'm picking the Bills, but I'm still worried. That's all I'm saying. Eagles at the Buccaneers. Look, Jalen Hurts and the Eagle run game. Can Can you play keep away? Nick Sirianni and company, can you play keep away from the Buccaneers? That's going to be the question. The Buccaneers are favored by 8.5. I think they win by just under that margin. Give me the Buccaneers 28-20 to 20, uh, in this game. Too much Tom Brady. And you know what? Oh, well, Godwin's out. This person's out. That per- Listen, Tom Brady's a surgeon no matter what. He'll work with whatever he has. The Eagles play a lot of zone. I think the Buccaneers are going to win this game 28-20. 49ers at the Cowboys. This could be arguably the juiciest matchup of the entire weekend. It brings you back to Summerall and Madden Fox, right, games. It brings you back to the 90s. It brings you back to the wars that these two teams in football terms, of course, played in. Uh, This is going to be terrific stuff. Great theater. Dallas is home. This is a huge, huge, big stage game for the Dallas Cowboys. If you lose this game, you imagine Dallas talk radio. You imagine the Jerry Jones thing. Mike McCarthy's not the right guy. Oh, man, it's going to go tumbling Way down. I got to tell you, I don't trust Dallas. I don't trust Mike McCarthy, so I'm taking the Niners. I just like what they have going on. I like Jimmy G in the fourth quarter. I like the weapon. There's no weapon like Debo Samuel. They're running the football with Mitchell. That defense is so nasty. Talked about it earlier in the show with Armstead and Warner and Bosa. They can get after it. They have the potential for five to eight sacks per game. I'm taking the 49ers in a nail-biter. 28-27. Jimmy G takes them down. Late field goal wins it. In the fourth quarter. Steelers at the Kansas City Chiefs. This game will not be close. I'm going to take Kansas City in this game 38-16. to uh, Big Ben, just overwhelming. Arrowhead, Mahomes, Chiefs defense. Better coaching across the board. Um, you know, look, I love Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. But when you look at the assistance with Biennemi and company of Spagnolo and Andy Reid. I just think this is, look, Pittsburgh getting to the postseason, pretty good accomplishment, I think, right? I mean, if you're a Steeler fan, I think you got to take it. You know, you lost to the damn Detroit Lions this year. You know, you finished 9-7-1 and and still got into the postseason. A declined Big Ben. He's out the door, right? Like the defense, dominant in certain spots, and then other times got shredded, right? Like super inconsistent team. Offense, weapons, game here, game there. Didn't have a lot of flash there on offense. Najee Harris could get it going sometimes, couldn't at others. Offensive line, roller coaster season. And I got to tell you, I'd take it if I were a Steeler fan. You know, go and take your chances. You're playing with house money. You lose to the Chiefs? Okay. Well, you know, we're losing to a team that's been to the last couple of Super Bowls here, right? And I think the Chiefs are the favorite to go back. There's nothing wrong. There's no shame in that. I'm going to take Kansas City big in that one. One more game Cardinals at the Rams. This is an easy pick for me. The Rams are picked by four points. I would bet the house, I would bet the kids, the dog, and the car on this one. I would bet all of it on the Rams. I don't trust Arizona in the postseason right now. This game is going to come down to Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray and you know their decision-making and 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 being smart with the football. And guess what? Same applies for Matt Stafford. If Matt Stafford throws a couple, if he's bad Matt Stafford, he throws a couple of picks. The Arizona Cardinals have a really, really, really good shot at winning this At winning this game. Uh, it's at SoFi. It's going to be loud. But I just think the Rams, too much Aaron Donald. I think they're going to get after it on defense. Ramsey and company, I think they're going to create a couple of turnovers. I don't see any answers for Arizona in this game in stopping Cooper Cup. Um, and I think the Rams roll. I think they win by way more than four. I'm going to go 31-20. to Uh, In this game, the Rams over the Cardinals. So, my winners are Rams, Chiefs, 49ers, Buccaneers, Bills, and the Bengals. Thanks for listening to my Week 18 and my Super, well, my Week 18 recap and my Super Wildcard Weekend preview. Went a little bit longer than I wanted to, but that's fine. Spent a lot of time on, you know, the future of some franchises and all the rest. We are brought to you by Liverpool Physical Therapy, our great friends at Camillus Golf Club, Brian Comboy of Mass Mutual New York State. And last but certainly not least, I got to tell you about my, my friends over at Rosie's Corner, folks. If you're in and around Central New York, get on over to Rosie's today. It's a fish Friday, mac and cheese, coleslaw, french fries for your sides. They have comfort food throughout the week. Your chicken and biscuit Wednesday, Tuesday turkey slop, and Monday your meatloaf. Get on over to Rosie's Corner. Gift cards are available. They do deliver via the Slice app and Grubhub right now for Rosie's Corner. Their wings are unbelievable. I'd put their chicken wing up against anybody in Central New York. I would I would put them, you know, they could go to Buffalo, and, you know, they could, they could hang a little bit with certain places in Buffalo, too, even. I mean, that's how good those wings are. Uh, the garlic parm, the gold fever, the regular, the hot, you name it, get it at Rosie's Corner. Pizza and wings for all the games and all your comfort food throughout the week as well. And make sure to try their stuffed shells, their classic American burger, and the Meatball Bombers, well, Pepsi products, salads, everything there, desserts to go, you name it, Rosie's Corner, hot and cold subs, get there, Brewerton, New York, right off the Bartell Road exit in front of the Brewerton Bridge, uh, right up next to Brewerton Ace Hardware, actually, another uh, ML Sports Platter sponsor, you can stop and get anything for your home inside and outside at Brewerton Ace Hardware, really appreciate all the sponsors on the ML Sports Platter here, hit me on Twitter at Sports, and of course, as I always tell you, Enjoy the games.